Finding a doctor is truly the hardest thing on planet Earth, which is so unfortunate because when you're feeling really sick, the last thing you want to do is talk to an old man who has no idea what you're going through and doesn't understand anything about medical stuff or science and just tells you to drink more water. That is just the worst feeling ever. And that's why I use ZocDoc. If you listen to this podcast, you know I'm obsessed with ZocDoc. It's the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable and actually listen to you. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Go to ZocDoc.com BCC and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's zocdoccom slash BCC. ZocDoc.com slash BCC. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to the chain. Hi. <laughs> We're your hosts, Kendall. And Sarah. Yes. And, and this is the BCC Club. Yes, it is. And today we're going to be talking about Shane Dawson. <laughs> I know. He's so much fun. I We were like thinking of, I mean, I, you wanted to talk about Shane Dawson for the longest time. I did because I, I feel like I've been through a real journey with Shane Dawson. I was a, a big fan. Really? A long time ago, can you believe? I mean, I was like 14, yeah. so I also was like a big fan of David Dobrik, you know oh, yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I like had no, I like didn't think about, and like I never thought of things as problematic, I just like watched fun content, you yeah. know? Um, so I was a very big fan. He's probably the only YouTuber I would like wait for, like count down the days for a video to come out. Yeah. And now he, uh, I don't feel that way. And I think he's just fascinating. Yeah, he's definitely something. I, like, kind of watched this. I knew of him more than anything. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I didn't really get invested in him. I think, like, Smosh was my, like, YouTube go-to oh, okay. back in the day. Yeah. What were your other, I'm just interested, your other YouTube go-tos? Sprinkle of Glitter. Yeah. I love all the... I loved, yeah. yeah the makeup uh, girlies, I really like them, and I loved... There was this like New Zealand like makeup guru. Okay. And I loved like imitating her accent. <laughs> it's just very in- like the Kiwi accent is very like um, interesting. I liked. Oh. I did excuse me. I did briefly watch Jeffree Star in the beginning, like oh, when wow, he would okay. write like the Jeffree Star approve things. Okay. And then when all the drama started to happen and he- people started like to find out more about him, like when you Hannah, our <laughs> editor, had just said this as well. But like, I yeah, when you find out more about Jeffree Star, I was like, eh, no. Yeah. I never really bought any of the products though. I didn't know anything about Jeffree Star. I was like very into the makeup. Uh, like Zoella. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, but I didn't, not because of the makeup. I, like, watched their vlog channels. I never would watch, like, Zoella's top 10 favorite products or anything like that. Yeah. And then I was very into, a little bit later, into, like, Grace Helbig. Oh, Hannah yeah, yeah. Hart. Because, you know, well, Grace Helbig's not gay, but. Yeah, wait, I think she she's a, is a little bit. Really? Oh, I didn't know. I don't know. She hung out with the gays, so I assumed. <laughs> she hung out. She's friends with Hannah Hart, so I assumed they were, she well, was she, a lesbian. She just has that vibe, you she, know? Well, that's for sure. No, I mean, she dated a lot of men, but maybe she is bisexual. Yeah. I have no idea. But I know Hannah Hart is gay. Oh, yeah, And yeah. I w- really followed the, 
Ingrid Nilsson. Oh yeah, Hannah Hart. I, this is so embarrassing, but one time I had a the closest I've ever felt to being like outed, which I was not at all. But I had a friend come up to me in high school and was like, "Hey." Just so you know, like your number is linked to your Instagram, so like I can see what other accounts you run. Yeah, and I ran, <laughs> I ran a Hannah Hart and Ingrid Nelson fan page. Oh my god! And I was like, I don't. That's not mine. And she was like, I'm just letting you know because I. It was like very sweet. She yeah. was like, I'm just letting you know because people can like see you run that, and I'm just wanted to let you know. And I was like, well, I don't run that. That's like so. Well, this was <laughs> weird. in high school. Uh, early uh, middle school or high school. I was like either an eighth grader or a freshman. In we high just school. had a, a chat about when you should have known you were gay, and you had like a fan account for two gay <laughs> women dating. It yeah. wasn't even about them individually. I guess I didn't. Ingrid Nilsson. I I did not really like. I said like really care about uh, personally because I didn't yeah. really care about makeup or beauty or any of that. Um, and I didn't watch her before she was dating Hannah Hart. So I had like a couple's fan account for them. And I was obsessed with them. And yes, yeah, still didn't know I was gay. That's uh-huh. so crazy. Um, and she, but this girl was so nice. She was like, I just want to let you know because other people can see that. And I just want you to know in case. And I was like, well, that's not mine. And then I like texted her after and was like, so, okay, here's the thing about that account. I actually made that with a friend and it's actually like a joke. Like, but I just didn't want you to know because like, I don't want them to be on. Unco- like, it was so yeah. deeply embarrassing where yeah. this girl was just like, okay, I do sure, know this yeah. is for you. Yeah. And I do know you're gay. So I'm just letting you know. And I just would not let up. And I, for years, like, was so embarrassed by yeah. that. Um, anyway, so that's who I was really into them. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I am so happy that you shared. I have a Jimin stan account as a full grown adult. A what? Jimin from BTS. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, that's my burner account that I used to tell people <laughs> off as well. Because I feel safe behind it, but I, I mean, I love BTS and Jimin is my bias, so um, wow. I get that, but that's like me as a full adult. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. but then I also like Shane Dawson, so that was that was kind of yeah. the group. I think I liked the way he edited, you know, I'm really into, you know, I, I love mysteries, and I think Shane Dawson was the master of like saying absolutely nothing yeah. but making it feel like you were watching something. Yeah. So it was like all of his... All, and I think it I think it would have eventually stopped doing so well mm-hmm. because I think so many of his so he was started making like documentary style videos and I feel like it was just so much suspense where you'd be like something big is about to happen and then nothing would ever happen. Yeah. Um but so anyways, he got really big doing that and mm-hmm. then he got canceled. <laughs> he should have been canceled a long time ago because he's yes. literally racist. It's crazy. It's actually crazy. Um, so we're going to be talking about him today. But before we do that, Sarah, how was your week? My week was really good. Uh, Kendall and I went um, to Universal City Universal Studios. Studios last night. I missed the uh, we, Instagram had this like party for like pride party. Yeah. And I was, um, I was supposed to go to the entire thing, but I had my last pilot writing class from three to six. So I couldn't make it originally but then afterwards we met up and we were at the park and it was really nice i felt like so emotional afterwards because like they were so nice to me yeah and everyone was so nice and no one was drinking as well i mean if they had been drinking like i wasn't there for it but it was nice to have like gay fun yeah and like be sober i did have to take an ativan on one of the rides because i i I hate roller coasters and i hate rides this was so funny we're on the simpsons ride which if you've ever been (laughs) on it it's not even that scary terrible but it's it's not scary, but it is like 
it's a person who gets motion sickness yeah. is a nightmare. I mean, oh, it yeah. is so unnecessarily shaky. Mm-hmm. And they just keep having you like, it's a simulation ride, which is really hard if you have motion sickness. And like, you just crash into thing after thing. And it's like, why are we crashing? Yeah. I would love just like a smooth ride through the city of the Simpsons. Yeah. That would be so nice. You're just crashing into all this stuff. You go in the baby's mouth and she like shakes you around. Very scary. And in the middle of this ride, Sarah like reaches in their pocket, takes it out of hand. And I was like, when do you think this is going to kick in? You I think it's going to kick in on the ride? My brain was like, you know, the comfort you feel when you're like, I will be okay. Mm-hmm. Like I was like it like it didn't help in the moment, like the medication. But yeah. like I took it and I was like, OK, I know that I will be OK and I won't have a panic attack. The main reason I would have had a panic attack is because I didn't eat much that day. Yeah. And I only had right before that a chocolate frog and then also a, a bag of chips and some soda uh-huh. so I was like if there's anything that's gonna like come yeah. out of my mouth right it's now all it's all that because you like the ride was shaking but I was like, holding violently. my hands out for you well I, I had my eyes closed the entire time I, the whole time I was holding my hands out for Sarah to vomit into them oh and then I kept putting them out and you didn't acknowledge them so then I'd put them back and then I put them out again to be like just so you know you can throw up in my hands thank you I mean I would have I would have thrown up in my bag before I threw up in your hands but I do thank appreciate you. that of course but also what was cool about the Instagram team is that they were like I mean they're all adults we're probably all the same age but like um, they we'd walk into stores like us and the other content creators and they'd I'd be like can I get this and they're like yeah and then they'd buy it for us and it yeah. felt like <laughs> it genuinely made me emotional because like I don't have anyone in my life that would just buy me like a $60 bag I mean Naomi loves me but Naomi is like you know a tutor for a saxophone yeah. and I don't want to ask them for anything I mean besides like food when we go out so and I mean my parents would always say like no obviously yeah. so it was it felt like weirdly like I was on a trip with like a group of adults yeah. who cared and like it was also cool this is gonna sound so sad it was also cool that the team wanted to talk to me I don't know I have in my mind that like no one really wants to talk to me Really? You know, like, or like I'm hanging out with someone that people would rather talk to. Yeah. So I, I feel like I'm the... I have that sometimes too. Yeah. I'm always like, I know. Yeah, uh, you want me to introduce you to some... Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, it's not... This is... A, uh, it sounds weird, but like I love when people say my name and ask me a question. Yeah. Sarah, how are you? And I'm like... Do you, do you want to meet someone? Like, can I direct you to someone? Yeah. And then they're like, no, how are you? And I'm like... Stop it. Stop. I just, <laughs> I'm just at Universal. Oh my gosh, but I'm sorry, I keep going. There's a couple more funny things. I was walking through uh, City Walk to get to Universal, and this, well, no, I was walking through Universal, and this kid points to something, and I walk into his hand, and he puts his <laughs> fingers in my mouth. He's like, look. And then I'm walking by as he points, and I'm like, I'm like, I guess, mouth breathing. Man. And he just, kid's hand goes in my mouth, and I was like, oh. <laughs> And then also, I had one girl recognize me, but then there was another person recognized me. Fifty-year-old woman. Right. I yeah. was I was standing and I was um just I was just chilling and this lady with a stroller walks by and she's looking at me and I'm like, she's gonna ask me for directions, you know? And then yeah. she's she's literally has a stroller. She's like a and she's like, Sarah, Sarah Shower, and I was like, are you like my mom's friend or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I was like, there is my. Oh, that's so nice that, I mean, I did meet someone who was my age, and then I also met this woman, but it was so crazy to see um, someone who was like 50. Okay, sound off in the comments if you're 50 or over. Also, the sad part about this week (laughs) is I think I have carpal tunnel now. From texting or from Legos? From, like, probably everything, but, like, moving my hand like this, like, hurts. Oh, why is it moving like that? Well, because I need to stretch it. No, but it's like, do you see the... 
Do you see the difference? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm trying. It's like right here. But I ordered. Does it a, hurt? Yeah. I ordered a brace and I'm going to sleep in it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to be like that. And do a lot of voice memos. Yeah. Yeah. Start doing voice memos. I think voice memos are really fun. For carpal tunnel? No. They're just like if you <laughs> sent me a voice memo, I'd be like, oh, that's so nice. Oh, yeah. Okay. I love a voice memo. Well, Even though it's actually a nightmare for me because I will not remember a single thing you said. It's yeah. like telling people to start sending me voice memos is something I should not be doing. But I'm always like, wow, it feels like we're talking. Yeah, it feels I, so intimate. I would tell them to keep it brief. Like that's something that I encounter in like couples therapy or like actual therapy. Like I, someone s- talks too long and I really do genuinely care what they're saying, yeah. but I have forgotten the first part. Yeah. So Kendall, how was your week? It was good. Good. It was good. I went to Universal, of course, mm-hmm. and I went to Alaska. Nice. I spent all week on an Alaskan cruise. It was so fun. I saw whales. <laughs> I it was all you can eat. I yeah. ate so much. Um, they had soft serve ice cream that was, you know, all you can eat. Yeah. And boy, that is all I ate. It Are was you so good. Lactose intolerant? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes. yes, I am. Um, and I just don't take care of it because another girl that I was on the trip with, she kept taking lactate. Yeah. And I was like, wow, why do I not take lactate? I think I've just yeah. am like so like, well, having dairy and I'm lactose intolerant, I just have to pay for pay the price. Yeah. There's like nothing that could help me, even though lactate's like made for that. You should get like Pepsid or like a um, probiotic. Yeah. And take them in the morning. Cause I like when I used to eat, like it would hurt my stomach. Yeah, that's how I mean. And I don't eat dairy. I don't eat dairy at home. Like at home, I don't really eat a lot of dairy. Well, except cottage <laughs> cheese, which I'm a freak for. Yeah. Cottage cheese. I love cottage cheese. Um, but I have a uh, I don't have a lot of dairy and I don't eat red meat at my house. Yeah. So it's not usually a problem. But if I go on vacation, uh-huh. I'm the first to be like, I want cheese nachos with extra sour cream yeah. and a milkshake. Yeah. And it's like really bad. Yeah. It's not good. You haven't pooped anything solid in a week. Oh, no. Oh, solid? No. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> but longer than a week. Years, ultimately, yes. if I'm being fully honest. Um, you know who's also really bad? <laughs> Who hasn't pooped anything <laughs> solid in a couple of years? Actually, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think Shane Don- Dawson probably eats the healthiest. If I remember from the no. docu series, he was always like, I don't think he was particularly like eating healthy. No, he always famously never ate healthy. But you could never tell if it was like real or fake. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I think he was someone who was like, uh, I know you've said before, like when someone ceases to be like, human. Unre- <laughs> no, like unreal. Like when someone oh, becomes yeah, yeah. rich, like you know, someone's become rich when they start talking about like X, Y, Z. And I feel like. You said, like, mental health. Obviously, people who are rich have mental health issues, but they'll suddenly start. They're, like, doing anything to be relatable. And I think food can be the same thing where sometimes people will be like, I eat, like, shit. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Like, me too. What do you, I don't know. This isn't, like, uh, we're, like, adults. Like, you shouldn't be eating, like, that much, like, shit because it's it's bad for you. You're going to get, you're going to get, you're hurt. You're going to get hurt. You're going to have to do what I do on the cruise bathroom, (laughs) which is, I probably spent, I'm not even going to get into this. This is too much. But. I, it was not good. I, yeah, so anyways, but he would always be like, you drink a lot of soda, which I do too, but yeah. he drink a lot of soda and he would eat really, really bad. But I feel like behind the scenes, he probably ate healthier than he would ever let on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, um, yeah, I think when, I mean, I'm not saying that people who are famous and rich don't have like mental health issues. Sure, sure, sure. That, yeah, they, but it seems like to become more relatable, they do lean a lot harder. I mean, look at me. Like, it would be a lie if I was like, guys, I'm poor, you know? Like, yeah. and so I do talk about alcoholism a lot. So maybe, you know, 
the pot calling the kettle a drunk. <laughs> but, but it's like, not bad. It's yeah. not like it's a bad thing. It's not like, oh, I w- it's, uh, rich people should stop talking about their mental health. Yeah. It's like not bad. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, oh, they never talked about that before. And now yeah. they own like six Lamborghinis and are like, my depression is so bad. I'm so sad. I'm so <laughs> I'm sad. I'm so sad. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's true. You probably do have really bad depression and it's good that you're talking about it. But yeah. uh, it's just, it is a funny through line that happens. Mm-hmm. I remember one day when I used to live in New York that I had a really high fever and I needed a note to get out of work. It was so rude. They didn't just say, feel better, Kendall. They said, unless you want to come to your shift at the restaurant, you need to get a note from a doctor. I wandered around those streets of New York City for literally four hours with a fever trying to find a doctor. And it was impossible. And then when I finally found one, it was so expensive and he was kind of weird. So I really encourage people to use ZocDoc. It is so much better than Hoping for the best, because I'll tell you, there are some interesting doctors out there. ZocDoc is the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable and actually listen to you. And we're not talking about a few. We're talking about tens of thousands of doctors, all with verified patient reviews, so you can make sure the vibes are vibing before you meet in real life. Also, ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. That is my favorite thing when you do not have to call a doctor's office. I hate calling anyone. It is the worst thing I could think of doing. And so I love that I can just click make appointment online. I never have to speak to anyone. It makes it so easy for me. Um, And it's easy to do on the go, okay? Go to ZocDoc.com slash BCC and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com slash BCC. ZocDoc.com slash BCC. So we're going to talk about who Shane Dawson is. Um, He was one of the first people to rise to fame on YouTube. He's been been on YouTube as a social media celebrity for over a decade. He's been online for a very long time and started his online career during the peak of edgy comedy, quote-unquote. He began making videos in 2008 at the age of 19 and garnered over 500 million views during the next two years. In 2010, Forbes magazine named him their 25th most famous web celebrity. Is it just me or does that kind of seem like a roast in that time? What? I don't know. 2000 or what year was 10. it? 2010. Well, no, that's pretty good. Yeah. I guess I was just like 25th most, most famous web celebrity. To me at that time, how many web celebrities were there? A hundred. Yeah, that's what it feels like. But, I mean, but to he's me, still like, Shane the- Dawson would be like, I am huge yeah. on in the internet. And they're like, actually, you're number 25 out of the 200 people on the internet. Well, top 75%, oh, top 25% is is okay. All right. But his three YouTube channels have collectively accumulated over 4.5 billion views. He released six original songs, such <laughs> as Super Love. That's disgusting. Um, In 2013, he started the podcast Shane and Friends, which ran for 140 episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 2014, he directed, produced, edited, and started a romantic comedy film, Not Cool, and appeared on the accompanying docuseries, The Chair. The Chair? What is that? Do you know what that is? I've never seen that one, but I know I do see him occasionally pop up on Netflix, like his movie pop up as recommended. Yeah. And I was like, I would have to be like on my deathbed. Actually, if, yeah. I, if I was on my deathbed, <laughs> That's the last thing and you watch. The, on the hospital TV, <laughs> you put Not Cool on. I would literally just flatline. But um, he also appeared in the horror film Smiley in 2012 and the comedy film Internet Famous in 2016. Oh, wait, no, that's the one that's recommended. Uh, Dawson has released two New York Best Time Seller books, I Hate Myself 2015 and (laughs) It Gets Worse 2016. (laughs) 
though. That's so cheesy, but like I do like that. Wait, what? How old would he have been in 2015? So if he was 19 in 2008, at seven, he was 26. Okay, that's honestly... (laughs) <laughs> this is rude, but he looks a lot older. The yeah. fact that he was 26, that feels, when I hate myself, he came out, I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. I thought he was much older than that. I am just like at a certain point, though, and I think this was very big in the, you know, early 2010s. But when you're like 26 or o- over 30, especially, and you're being like, I hate myself all yeah. the time, I am like, grow up. I know. Go to therapy. Why do you keep saying you hate yourself? Just yeah. like it's like weird to me. Like a sixteen-year-old being like, "I hate myself." I'm like, "Yeah, I, I would. I would hate me too if I was you. You're yeah. a loser. You're sixteen. <laughs> but at thirty, you hate yourself. I mean, and even if you do hate yourself, yeah. don't make that your whole thing. Where you're like, it's funny that I hate myself. I'm I like, know. it's actually not funny. It's very sad, and you should go get help. Yeah, <laughs> like. I uh, yeah, I think he used like self-deprecation to be more relatable because at that point he's is a millionaire and self-deprecation is another thing that people use when they are so I mean, some people are genuinely self-conscious and hate themselves. Yeah, but I think he really like, dude, you have got to relax. Yeah, yeah, it was so intense. And then since 2017, he's updated only his main channel, which has over 4 billion views and 19.3 million subscribers. Yeah, I went there today because I'd unsubscribed a long time ago. But I, uh, for this episode, went and looked and I was like, oh, he like posts videos. Yeah, I didn't know that. Like, he's still posting videos. I had no idea. Yeah, I, um, I wonder what his like what a typical Shane Dawson follower looks like. You know what I mean? Are I they like a, are they a, a teenager? No. I'm I, I'm saying no as if I know. I guess yeah. I don't really know, but I would assume it's very similar to I don't know. I think like Miranda Singh's followers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Were like it children, but now are twenty seven. Yeah. <laughs> Adult children. With her. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I think Shane Dawson. I guess I think most YouTubers because there's new internet people. Like I think teenagers found new internet people. Yeah. So maybe I'm wrong, but I guess in my head, Shane Dawson's followers are the exact same people who were following him 20 years ago. Probably. 20 years ago. That's too long. (laughs) As someone who has been online for 10 years, I say like, um, I do like my followers are incredibly loyal. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like when people are more new to the Internet, they do get a massive spike in followers but they're not as loyal to them. Yeah. And that's why you usually see like new influencers roasted three months in, like roasted by the people who claim to love them because yeah. they like, they have to be vetted. But I feel like my followers are pretty solid at this point. Oh yeah. But I feel like it's so true because I think there's been a lot of like, uh, especially with TikTok. I don't know. I've heard that like at VidCon in past years, yeah. they'll get like someone who has like 10 million followers or something. Yeah. who's But who's new. Uh-huh. And they'll do like a meet and greet and like one person will show up and they're yeah. like, what? This doesn't make any sense. This person has like 10 million followers. And then I feel like, um, you like if you did a meet and greet, which I you have done meet uh-huh. and greets, like so many people come and are like, ah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because <laughs> they're like so loyal to you, which I think is very cool. Yeah, they're like, I literally have had people come up to me who are at bars. Like I've been watching you since middle school. Damn. That fucks with you. After like being so, like on the internet so long, I'm like, oh, yeah, you are of drinking age. And yeah, I was posting on Vine when you were in middle school. And that just makes me feel like, yeah. but I also feel like I've grown with a lot of these people. Yeah. And these people have seen me like come out and they've seen me like get sober and like all this stuff yeah. and like take classes. And it's just like interesting how they followed me and like move across the country and do different jobs. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. And I think like, 
the parasocial relationships of people like like Shane Dawson. Because like, I think early on in YouTube, it was not really like seen of as a as a career necessary. Like really, yeah. like when Shane Dawson was starting, it was like nobody has like a career being a YouTuber. And so it was more like a video diary. Like yeah. people were just like, here's everything about my life, yeah. which like I wouldn't do. And I think a lot of people now see it a little bit di- like they're very much more like, oh, I'm not going to share that. That's like my personal. Yeah. I'm not going to share that. Yeah. Some people don't do that. But so I think it's more common now to like have a private life outside of your Internet following. So I think it's also like people like Shane Dawson, Colleen Ballinger and Zoe, like all those people. It was just like their fans were obsessed because these are people who like sometimes vlogged every single day and actually shared every single thing about their life. Yeah. So people will be like, well, yeah, I've spent every day with you for the past 10 years. Yeah. Like, of course, I'm loyal to you. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Shane Dawson did a lot of stuff. <laughs> and he then found later. I don't know if you already read this, but he found success later. Uh, with his conspiracy video. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Dawson's success later grew with his popular conspiracy theory videos and his access to controversial stars like Jeffree Star and Jake Paul. Yeah. The conspiracy theory videos were... Um, long. Long. <laughs> so dramatic. And so intense. He did have, I would say, a talent. And it continued through his docuseries. I don't know if you'd call it a docu. I don't know yeah. what to call them, but I guess a docuseries kind of. He is such a talent for making something not that exciting feel so exciting. Like, yeah. he would be like, wait, <laughs> oh my God. Like, saying just a very normal conspiracy theory. Yeah. He'd be like, I'm I'm actually shaking right now. Like, yeah. I cannot breathe. Like, I'm going to need it. Like, and you would feel like, oh, wow, this is like a really crazy conspiracy theory. Yeah. Um, so he was very good at making people excited. Uh, and he had to make a lot of apology videos. <laughs> he said to make so many. It was so embarrassing. So many of them. And they were honestly funny because, and we'll talk about this, but he he got canceled. So he his comedy, I I even as a fan of him early on, never watched his like movie or his oh, sketches. Yeah. Like I always thought they were not funny. Yeah. Cause I hate that type of humor. Oh yeah. And they were, I mean, even at a like at age fourteen, I don't think I was the first person to be able to be like that's that's like racially not okay. Like yeah. I wasn't as educated as I am now, but I still was able to be like for some reason this makes me feel deeply uncomfortable. Yeah, um, and a lot of his stuff was like that. Um, but a lot like <laughs> there was one. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but he got canceled one time because he said in a podcast that he had sex with his cat. <laughs> you know. What I'm He's disgusting. He had to make a really serious apology video. Yeah, and it. I was like, this is so funny. Obviously, it's not funny to have sex with your cat, but the fact that he's having to really seriously sit and be like, I would like to um, talk about the accusations that I have slept with my cat. Yeah, I have not slept with my cat. Yeah, (laughs) I just couldn't believe the situations this man has gotten himself into are truly wild. Wait, I was going to say, there's a, I was going to talk about the style of comedy that I absolutely cannot stand is any musical humor. Anything Bo Burnham, anything where you're singing the punchline. I can't. Because if you break it down, if you were to write down, if you were to take just the lyrics of the song, they're not, not Bo Burnham specifically, but most musical jokes are not actually like new or like, it's just the fact that you're singing it. Yeah. That what it's what makes it funny. But if you like said it as a joke, it would be like the joke that someone said in 1988. Yeah. You know, and I like it. There's I love a good singer. I love a good comedian. 
the soon as we get and for it to be like for me to be struck and like oh this is good like singing funny it had to be like a true this is good singing funny it had to be a true musical you yeah. know like an actual broadway music i cannot oh, like whenever i whenever I, someone pulls out a piano or like a <laughs> a guitar on stage i'm like I, I know that you have your crowd and i'm not it i'm so well, sorry because to me i don't i'm the same way and i think it's like so much of what comedy is is like surprising mm-hmm. your audience you know like that's what a punchline is is like yeah. saying something people like didn't think you were going to say basically in whatever way you format that and so the f- sometimes I'll find the first verse of a musical song that's supposed to be funny funny yeah because I'm like oh I didn't know they were going to say that but then they have to do the punchline like eight different times every time the chorus oh, yeah. comes and I'm yeah. like yeah I fucking got it yeah. I'm like not going to laugh what you think I'm going to be like oh my god I didn't think they were going to yeah. say that I do sometimes I like to see a good musical improv show. Yeah. But to me, it's because I'm like, because yeah, that, I actually don't know what you're going to say because you don't know what you're going to say. So yeah. then it kind of brings the comedy back a little bit. But I hate musical comedy. So oh, yeah. Well, maybe yeah. it's just because I'm jealous that I can't sing, but I, I don't I, like it. I think I'm going to make a, a edit to that. I This is also this is something I do find funny that is more musical is a rap battle. <laughs> Like when, yeah, yeah. Um, not like rap in general. Like I mean, like uh, what's Wild and Out? Mm-hmm. But like I like when it's um, more like slam. Yeah, I don't know. I think slam poetry is hilarious, and it, I'm so sorry to anyone who does it seriously. Oh but God. like just the the style of it being delivered, it's insane. I used to have a game when I was in high school. My friends and I would have a game called Slam Poetry yeah. where we would go up and we would like get a suggestion. We were really cool, and uh, we would do a slam poetry poem based yeah. on that suggestion and we would do it for hours like we thought it was so funny because yeah. it was just the tone the tone and the I can't watch a series I mean I really can't watch a, a slam poetry yeah. video like when I see it on TikTok all the comments are like I'm crying like this is affecting me more than anything and I'm like that's truly amazing I can't stop thinking about why they're talking this way yeah yeah. Oh. But his YouTube channel and content, most of his early work consisted of comedy sketches in which he would play original racist characters. No, that's not in there, but it is. <laughs> uh, impersonate celebrities and make light of pop culture. Some of these impressions later drew criticism for their offensive content, including racial stereotypes. He created different YouTube personalities um, and he had the most viewed docuseries about Jeffree Star, Jake Paul, and Tana Khan. And it. <laughs> What a shit show. It's so funny because if you said any of these words, like any of these names to like most people, yeah. they would be like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. I do not know who that is. Like, what is Tanacon? I don't yeah. know what that is. But it really did feel like, oh, that's um, like Shane Dawson made it feel like we were going inside the homes of like the Obamas or yeah. something. And it's just like Tana Mojo. How do you yeah. say that? Tana Mojo. Tana Mojo. Um, and it's like, why are we like, oh, my God, how did he get in there? And yeah. it's like, well, because he, I don't know. <laughs> he was let in the front door. Yeah, it's like <laughs> she still like lives in an apartment. It's yeah. not like she's like, I don't know. It's just so funny because he yeah, really had a way of making you feel like everything was so special and yeah. so intense. If I had like 50% more charisma, <laughs> so like if I really changed drastically, <laughs> I could rule the world. There is something about someone who can just like, I can say a funny thing, but like a lot of times it is like personality. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the impo- it's an impossible thing too because I think that people find a lot of success having that much charisma. Yeah. But then they also people hate that about that person. Oh yeah. Like they want you to be cool and mysterious. Yeah. But you can't really get um but then they 
people who have a lot of charisma obviously get a lot of success. Yeah. But they get a lot of success and people are like, I hate them. They're so annoying. Yeah. Can't win. Oh my gosh. This is something about like with dating. I, okay. Like I love when like women are like cool and mysterious, but I personally can't date like cool, mysterious people. Mm. I already have a hard time figuring out just basic everyday things. Like if someone's being passive aggressive, the idea of having to like super figure out someone else like, I mean, you can be complex and upfront as well. And so, like, whenever, like, I have to figure out if someone likes me or, like, if what they are interested in, I'm like, I feel, like, stressed out. I feel yeah. like I'm in school, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm, you're gorgeous. And that's incredible that you can, that is your aura. But I'm yeah. too dumb to be around you. That's how I am, yeah. <laughs> too. And I feel like I would hurt my confidence. Like, I would, because I'm so not mysterious. Yeah. That I would just feel like I'm such a loser all the time. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I feel like you're kind of mysterious. Really? Yeah. I really, I'm having a hard time with this because I like, I've noticed that a lot of people don't talk to me and I get like afterwards, like I'll get like a DM or like DMs, like I saw you too scared to come say hi. And what I am craving right now more than ever is human connection. Yeah. Like when I went on tour last year, I like always tweeted where I was going to be after. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I mean, like normally that would be dangerous, but if I'm going to lesbian spaces, most straight men would stick out like a sore thumb, sore thumb. So like the (laughs) only people who would come talk to me had a, we're neurodivergent usually. Like yeah. they would be the only person and they'd show up and they'd be like, do you like sharks? <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, no, but I'm about to, you know, like um, I met a lot of cool people that way. But like, no, it, the only people who come up and talk to me are the people who are like extremely neurodivergent and they want to yeah. talk about their special interests. And I'm like, lay it on me. Yeah. Like, I don't like looking mysterious. It's just that my the, the fact that my face stops, like doesn't move much. Like if I smiled more and lifted my eyebrows more, to try it <laughs> yeah that's actually a little more mysterious but you are like you're i'm like you're like so charming you know like me yeah like oh my yesterday God. when we were walking around universal you just look so happy to be there <laughs> well, i know? was i know oh, you put me anywhere with the minions i'm smiling yeah but i was like i want to get to know that person i was like i already know that person but yeah. you know like i just like every time i look over you're like hey we're going somewhere <laughs> you know and i like i feel like if i had a big mirror and i were to see myself i'd like but I, I want to, I need to smile more, but my face just doesn't agree with me. I don't think so. I think you don't need to smile more. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Okay. It's beautiful. You have a Thank very, you. I just don't think, I think people will, if they know you, then they're like, don't need to be like, I don't know. I feel like so much, sometimes I, it's too much where I'm like putting on such a show. Yeah. But then I get home and I'm so tired and I'm yeah. just like, wow, I feel like I was like giving so much and so not interested in if I was actually having fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I was just so worried about making other people feel like I was having fun rather yeah. than being like, are you having fun? Yeah. I was having fun yesterday, but... <laughs> good. That's good. Um, Sorry, we should go back to Shane Dawson. Who's Jeffree Star? Is that where we're at? Yeah, he was discussing conspiracy <laughs> theories on his YouTube channel and in... From 2019 to 2020, he created and appeared in the docuseries The Beautiful World of Jeffree Star. Boo! Oh, Shane Dawson. Sorry, I said who's Jeffree Star. Okay, got it. Which garnered over 130 million views. And basically, it was just, I don't want to even talk about, I mean, we could just skip to the Jeffree Star collab, but Jeffree Star is a poopy head. I mean, he's, I was trying to be respectful before this (laughs) to find his pronouns because I didn't know. Yeah. And I... He didn't have them in his in Instagram bio, so I looked it up on the internet, 
and I was like, what are Jeffree Star's pronouns? Yeah. And it just said, like, Jeffree Star says pronouns are stupid and embarrassing. And I was yeah. like, okay. I don't even know. What interview was that? Why did he Why did he feel the need to say that? I don't know. Yeah. And basically, Shane Dawson just went into um, Jeffree Star's house in this video. I haven't uh-huh. seen it in years. But um, Jeffree Star is loaded. Yeah. Like, so rich. And Shane Dawson just acted like... He could not believe uh-huh. that, like, this was a secret being revealed that Jeffree Star owned a mansion and, like, 18 Pomeranians and was yeah. like, oh, I'm sorry, are we getting footage of this? Like, yeah. are we, this is, like, am I allowed to film this? And they're like, yeah, this is my huge bathtub. And yeah. he was like, oh, my God. And they're, he's acting like it's so insane. I'm like, yeah, Jeffree Star is, like, a, a rich Republican. Yeah. What about this is even a documentary? Go to any house on the street that Jeffrey House that Jeff Jeffrey House <laughs> Jeffrey Houses, yeah. Go to any house on the street that Jeffrey Star lives in, it will be the same person. There's like yeah. they're all rich, money hoarding assholes. That's what they are. Yeah, like the he literally lives in Calabasas, where the Kardashians live, like you imagine driving into that neighborhood and being like, Where's the trailer park? You right. know? Like um And what's annoying about it is Shane Dawson lived way too similarly to be acting that way. Yeah. I'm like, you are so rich. I don't think at the time as rich as Jeffree Star by any means. But, like, you are not – stop acting like you're still – yeah, like, living in a trailer park. Being like, what? What? Is this a stainless steel fridge? Oh, my God. (laughs) Where do I put my magnets? It's like – what the fuck are you doing? You're so rich. That's, um yeah, so, like, that's why a lot of, whenever a content creator who's been online for longer than a year a year starts talking about, and their predominant income is from YouTube, uh, TikTok, this is a crapshoot, but, like, YouTube, you know that they're rich. Um, so, it, it, it didn't make any sense, but Shane and Jeffrey collabed. Jeffrey is an American YouTuber, makeup artist, former singer-songwriter. He's, like, the original, like, MySpace influencer, um, he's the founder and owner of Jeffree Star Cosmetics. <laughs> he's accused of racism due to derogatory remarks about minorities. <laughs> he, later, he later apologized. And then a satirical skit between Star and a drag queen was once posted on MySpace in which Star allegedly states he wants to throw battery acid on a black <gasps> woman to lighten her skin so it would match her foundation. Oh, my He's God. a piece okay, of shit. Yeah, we don't even need to read. He, he's terrible. Uh, it's just truly terrible. And Shane, I think, thinks sometimes... I mean, it was the same when he collabed with Jake Paul, which, right? Jake Paul or yeah. who's the brother? It was uh, Jake Paul, Yeah, right? it's Jake Paul. And I don't know anything about him besides what I saw in the Shane's video years and years ago. But he acts like he's in. He's doing a documentary about these people and he can't believe that he's been able to interview them and he's going to find out details. And all he's doing is interviewing people that, like, truly do not deserve a platform. Like, yeah. are terrible people. yeah. And it's like, why would you want to know more about this person? Why do you? And it felt very weird where he was like, I'm going to see the best in you. And it's like, okay, well, you're a white man. So why, what, what are you bringing to the table by showing how incredible Jake Paul is? Yeah. And like going into why he is the way he is. It's like, yeah, I assume Jake Paul had a, something fucked up in his life happen to yeah. be the way he is. I assume Jeffree Star had a really fucked up life to be the way that he is. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. They're both like over, well, not Jake Paul, but I'm like, Jeffree Star is old enough to. Jake Paul is old enough. Yeah, well, I don't remember how old he was at this document. He's not over, th- I don't know how old he is. He's but... like my age. No, his brother is my age. But yeah. he's still way, old they're enough. Too old, they're too old for me to fucking care. Yeah. I do not care what they've been through. Yeah. 
I'm not their girlfriend. I'm not their friend at all. Why do I need to see a whole picture of what their life is that's led them to being problematic? I'm just not interested. Yeah. And it's not a service that needed to be done. Like Shane was not, it was like with Tanacon. I'm like, what yeah. is this like video? I like don't, although at the time I was eating it up, but I was like yeah. in middle school. So, well, he like was trying to give them like a redemption story. And so that's why he chose the controversial people so they could redeem themselves and explain who they are. But that's what I mean. I'm like, why? Out of, why? What was, what is, when you're on your deathbed, Shane Dawson, you're like, I gave, I know, I can die knowing I gave these people redemption stories. It's like, what this is a sidebar you have adjusted your phone six times now what do you mean i've counted every time you've like put your hand on your phone and moved it yeah i don't know why it's like catching my attention now sorry i'm sorry this is definitely like the neurodivergent (laughs) i'm like is there something like i don't know i think it's because it's just right here yeah i get let's see if i put this here if i start moving it (laughs) (laughs) oh no i mean i don't have a problem with it i was just like Uh, you know well i my this weekend or no Last week when I was on the Austin cruise, my friend Christina was like, um, I've noticed you drink all your drinks really fast. Like not just alcoholic drinks, but just yeah. like any drink you drink so much. And she was like, and I read that's like an ADHD symptom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that makes sense to me because I feel like I'm always like if I'm ever at a restaurant and I get water, I they have to refill my water like 90 times. Yeah. And I never drink water. Um, but if I'm at a restaurant, I have like 90 glasses of it. And it's because I think I'm always trying to touch something. And like the easiest thing to do is like pick up a drink and like yeah. drink it. So I think that's what's happening over here. Okay. But for some reason, I don't think it'll be an issue with my right hand. And I don't know what that's about. Well, because it's out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I start <laughs> touching your drinks. <laughs> you reach across. You put your finger in here. <laughs> I'm like the kid at Universal. <laughs> I put my finger in your mouth. Oh, my God. I feel violated. Oh, man. that's. T- what did it taste like? Um, no. I'm not going <laughs> to think about it. But it was just, it was just weird. Because, like, I... I hate, I don't hate kids. Like, people who hate kids, well, I mean, you whatever. But, like, it was just, like, I'm going to walk past this kid, and then the kid just, you know when kids just take up so much space? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's also a lack of spatial awareness. And, you know, you're a kid. Like, you're not, like, considering yeah, others. People. So I just, like, walked straight in this kid's arm. And I, oh, my gosh. I was also walking through City Walk, and there was a dad walking next to his kid. His kid's pants were fully down. His, ki- <laughs> his kid's ass was out. <laughs> And I was like, there are creeps around here. What the? Why? And Wait. I was like. Oh, I don't even want to ask a question. Yeah. But that's insane. I know. I was like, pull the kid's pants up. Like, it's one thing to, like, sit on, like, some grass as an older man and show your ass crack to everyone behind you. But pull your kid's pants up. It's crazy. People are feral when Weird. they have kids. When people have kids, they think that, like, they're like, well, no one can understand how hard it is having five kids. So my kids can just be psycho. Not psycho. Sorry. Cut that out. My kids can just be fully feral yeah. in public. And I'm like, yeah, that's why you don't have five kids. Yeah. You made that decision. So, yeah, I can judge you because you decided after every single kid you're going to have another fucking kid. Unless you had five kids at once, with, with once which then I, I feel for you. Um, no, yeah. I um, Sometimes I have friends who are downright nasty. And I'm like, you should never have a kid because I know you are going to immediately give those qualities to your kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a friend... <laughs> Had a friend who like let her dog lick inside her mouth. Unacceptable. And she thought it was funny. You know those people who act like something really weird is not weird? Like she like was like, what? You know? Or like, and so I was like, if you have a child, it's immediately going to get hand, foot, and mouth syndrome or whatever. Because that is disgusting. And if you think that's fine for you, you're going to think that's fine for kids. And I just, sometimes I, I have, I know people who have very disgusting 
quality is. And I'm like, that is immediately going to translate to a child. Yes. You know? And then 100%. I worry about the kid's wellness. Yeah. But I think, well... I can't even get onto this yeah. topic. We have to do a full episode about disgusting parents. <laughs> That'll do well. Wait, I have a question. How much, with your knowledge of YouTube, like Shane Dawson's video with Jeffree Star, I think has like something like 51 million views, like uh-huh. one of them. How much would you make off, not you, I guess, but like how much would you guesstimate a, fu- a 51 million view video would make a person? Okay. So I'm trying to think about my most viewed video and how much that would probably make. And then times it by fifty one, or no, by no. Less I'm than trying that, to but. do um, fifty one million. I think it was something like fifty one million views. Um, it was, uh, but fi- that was like per video that he was releasing. Um, probably around uh, hundred to hundred twenty thousand dollars video. Crazy. Actually, no. His AdSense is probably higher, so probably like one hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. Yeah. So so much money. Because yeah. at the time, that was like per video he was releasing like he would do like a four-part series with jeffree star yeah every single one would get like 50 million views knowing how much adsense someone with that amount of subscribers could make anytime he said i'm poor i wanted to <laughs> imagine someone he probably makes around hundred fifty thousand a month um two hundred thousand well, yeah and so like over but that's just on youtube yeah that's, that's not including instagram oh yeah like ads, like, ads, spon- like no, he's that's doing ads. Sp- not even doing sponsored content. Yeah, that's like AdSense, and so like that's. I mean, there's it's probably a lot more. So he's probably and- making like half a million dollars a month. Yes, yeah, so, um, I would have. I wouldn't hit anyone, but it, every tiny time he said he was poor, I want to be like you, liar. You know, that's just like okay. But let's talk about the collab aftermath of Carmageddon. Um, in June 2020, Shane and Revi- uh, Jeffrey were exposed in what became known as Carmageddon. Uh, Carmageddon started when Shane posted a lengthy statement to Twitter about the YouTube beauty community, which led to angry commenters dredging up his past of inappropriate and offensive content. Um, let's skip over this. Yeah. Uh, this situation gained news coverage when Shane uh, got called out by Jaden Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith for his behavior. Beauty YouTuber Tati Westbrook then posted a video discussing how Shane and Jeffrey pressured her into making the Bye Sister video about James Charles that led to James' demise. And do you want to talk about the? I mean... Yeah, Shane, when you are extremely controversial, not when you're flawed, like a flawed human being, but when you're consistently controversial and you call out people, you are setting yourself up Mm. to get fucked in the ass. And I'm so sorry if that's graphic. Like, it's like if you are, there's no, you shouldn't, it's like that one girl who like, actually, you know what, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't call people. (laughs) I don't even know who you're going to say. Yeah, I I agree. I also sorry. This is a little. In my brain, it's connected, but now that I'm saying it, this is kind of unrelated. But I, I think the continued. Well, I guess not unrelated. He attaches himself to so many bad people, uh-huh. purposefully. Like says, "Oh, Jake Paul is so hated. Let me attach myself to him." Tana just had this huge controversy that led to people being. I hope I'm not being, I'm not misquoting, but hospitalized? Like, oh. I mean, t- at Tanacon? I don't know if she was hospitalized. Not Tana, but I mean people oh, at yeah. Tanacon got like overheated and yeah. had to be like taken away in gurneys, whatever. Like, things like that. You immediately are like, I'm going to do a video with her. There was this guy who made like a hate video about Shane Dawson. Do you remember this? No. He like made a hate video about Shane Dawson. He was like seven, 16 or 17 and was just like roasting Shane Dawson. 
Then Shane Dawson like reached out to him and was like, I want to do a video where I like get to know you. And then he hired that teenager to work for him uh-huh. where he like got a video a week on that person's channel. So now you've given this person who is, I mean, I, I don't know if I would call someone making a hate video about Shane Dawson cyrolling because he's a, a YouTuber, but like yeah. a person who is very hateful and who wants to make a video just like, and the video that he made about Shane Dawson wasn't just like, uh, oh, here's what I don't like about Shane Dawson's content. It was him being like mean about, yeah. you know, his looks and what. So like a bad, a, not a nice guy. Yeah. Is also a teenager, so I'm sure he's very different now. But gave him, a, like, took him and said, you're who I'm I'm choosing out of all the people to give a huge platform to. Also, all of these people are white. Yeah. All of, most of these people are men. I Like, the he just, and I think it came from this kind of, like, like, just this complex he had of wanting to be, like, I see the best in people. And I'm such a little angel that, like, sees the best in people. And it's like, why are you not putting, how are you going to get upset when people get mad at you, kind uh-huh. of what you're saying about being controversial, you're going to be upset when you're called out, when you've literally chosen to attach yourself to, like, the five most hated people on the internet. Yeah, well... And I- for good reason. Not just people who it's like, oh, they've been misunderstood. It's like people who, like, did something racist, did something bad, did yeah. something that was, like, money-grabbing that ended in something yeah. not good. And you're like, that's who I'm going to befriend and see the best in. Well, yeah, like... um, so it's a, like it's a way to align yourself like it's a you it's like the duff like that old misogynistic term where someone would be the designated ugly fat friend and so they would be like you would feel bad for them i'm not saying designated i'm saying that that's the a parallel that i'm trying to draw he aligned himself with people who are much worse and more vocal and outspoken. And so the docuseries wasn't just to, it definitely wasn't to redeem these people. It was to show him fawning and being the victim and being less worse than yeah. someone else. Yeah. The docuseries, I mean, these people were never going to change. This is right. uh, like, so it's just a way of being like, I have fucked up, but look at these people who are arguably worse and look at me acting small next to them. Like, Jeffrey Star and Shane Dawson. Shane Dawson has is a millionaire. And so like him being like you're so rich, he's trying to distance himself from Jeffrey in that way and it's like you're a bad person too. But again, um this is a lot of people who consume this type of content lower emotional intelligence in that it does work because you're like oh Shane is much better than this person right. and you can't hold in your mind like two things are happening at once these are both bad people and they are using you like they are trying to pit you against you know what I mean yes yeah exactly well that's what I think like you know with Jeffree Star it became this kind of like I think it looked so embarrassing because the way it looked as a viewer was like oh Shane Dawson sorry I had this damn diet Dr. Pepper and now I'm burping up a storm I um I hate when I burp Sarah it's okay (laughs) It is okay. I um, I feel like Shane Dawson went into the Jeffree Star videos being like, he's so rich and look how like cool he is, is yeah. what it seemed like. Like that's really what it seemed like, which is already embarrassing. And the whole, all the videos from what I remember, and I haven't seen these in years and years and I'm not going to watch them again, but it was a lot of him being like, wow, I can't believe people live this way which like you said it's like well you live that way Shane like that is the way that you live you have more money than God you have more money than anyone should have yeah why are you acting like like you're so much closer to Jeffree Star's income than you are to like 
my income at the you know what I mean at yeah. the time it's like there there's no way that you are not rich but he went into it being like I'm I'm very insecure and he just kept being like wow I can't believe I cuz so Jeffrey Star obviously is big in makeup yeah and Shane just kept being like like pitching ideas for makeup and Jeffrey would be like oh my god you should start a makeup line yeah and Shane which it's like no Shane Dawson shouldn't start a makeup line yeah that doesn't make any sense i mean just from a marketing standpoint yeah. it's like well he doesn't have any makeup experience he does nothing with makeup he's a comedian yeah why would he start a makeup for that if i was like i'm gonna start a makeup brand it would be like that doesn't make any sense clearly you're just trying to make a shit ton of money because uh-huh. you've never wear makeup you clearly have no passion in makeup why would you do that um and he was like i'm he just acted like wow i can't believe that like jeffrey starts taking me under his wing and like helping me through the it just seemed so embarrassing and yeah. i think it really like began his downfall because in all the other videos he seemed like more powerful like with tana yeah it seemed like oh tana really looks up to shane and tana really like needs help right now and yeah. he's like being there for her i mean that that's what it seemed like and then Jeffrey Star, it seemed like, wow, Shane looks so desperate for this person's approval. Who sucks? Yeah. Like, why do you care? And anyways, I don't know if that makes sense. No, but. that does make sense. I think um, you should be very skeptical of influencers who, this is going to sound ironic, my, my, I, but I, who make you, consistently make you feel bad for them. Yeah. Because that's their way of skirting accountability. Because if someone is like constant, I mean... If I am an alcoholic and I'm taking accountability and I, I'm actively trying to make my life better and shit has happened, but you don't have to feel bad for me. But like when someone is only like just life is this is like their only p- personal details that they share are bad news. There is something there that they want to they'd rather you be like, oh, and like baby them, because if you're yeah. babying them, you're not criticizing their behavior. Yeah. So, yes. Tana and Jeffrey and Logan and Jake don't make you try to feel bad for them. They are all narcissists and they are all like out of their minds. But like the thing that they don't do is that they're upfront about being a piece of shit. Yeah. With the Shane Dawson type, it's the covert narcissism where it's like, well, I'm not like that. Or like, no, like I, you feel bad for them and you're like, you're still skirt, you're skirting accountability because no one wants to call out the person who's like having a really low day. It's like you, you're always having a low day. So there is actually no good time to tell you yeah. that you've done something wrong. But we should <laughs> go move on to the June 26, 2020, Shane uploads an apology video called Taking Accountability. <laughs> In the video, Shane clears up <laughs> Number his, seven, his, part seven. his Twitter statement, apologizes for old content that's dredged up. He also addresses his statement about James Charles and apologizes to him in the video. June 2026, 2020, um, there's a Twitter post thread showing Shane's behavior, sexualizing young children. This Twitter thread came out a few hours after Shane's apology was posted. Um, when Shane realized the clips were surfacing, he privated his 1.1 billion views worth of videos from his channel. A video of Shane pretending to masturbate to a very young Willow Smith arose as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Here's the thing. If you are taking accountability you're com- and some another scandal comes up right as you posted the apology, it's going to flood the comments. Uh, I I also think it's just like the difference between 
because there's so many people who I honestly at some time I feel bad where they have a video, especially when they're underage, like if they're 16, they've been big on the internet for 15 years for yeah. something else. Like they do beauty or they do comedy that isn't based in stuff yeah. that's offensive. And they have a video from when they're 16 come out of them like doing an impersonation that's super offensive. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not like, you can't ever change. Like I don't feel that way. But the difference is that Shane's career is like built on those videos. It's yeah. not like, oh, he has this video that came out that is super inappropriate that he filmed and posted before he knew anyone was going to see it. Or like, it's like, that's what you're famous for. You yeah. literally, your fan, whoever started following you in the beginning followed you because they thought what you were doing was funny. And you thought that was funny. Yeah. It wasn't something you filmed in the privacy of your bedroom before you were big and thought it was silly with your high school friends. You were an adult person. And you made video after video after video that was offensive. Yeah. And that is why you have your career. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I think there's a lot of people who are famous for something else and then have a bad video resurface. It doesn't, it's not an excuse, obviously, for that. Yeah. But it's not like, oh, well, that's, you know, they can be like, well, that's not who I am anymore. It's like you only have money and you only own your house and you only have this, all of this because you did those videos. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, People are capable of change, and I, or you, even just like when it comes to sobriety, I'm not the same person I was a year ago. So I am capable of change, you're capable of change, people are capable of change. Yeah. But like Shane consistently makes these types of videos in the same style. Um, and you know that if, you know that the reason why the more offensive jokes were not included in the later videos is not because of any sort of moral like change it's because he knows that he would get roasted for them yeah like it, you know that he hasn't actually changed you know that he hasn't actually and changed. they're not just like oh i offhanded filmed this video with my friend yeah and we thought it was funny and i didn't think that's funny anymore and i should have never done that i'm sorry it's not like that it's literally like he pitched movies that were like to a group of people yeah. and he pitched characters that were really racially insensitive and offensive yeah and pitched that to a huge group of people, wrote a script for it, got costumes for it, and professionally filmed it. Yeah. So it's like, what you, it's not like, it's not the same as everyone else who, I think he tried to loop himself in with like, well, I, look, everybody films things and does things they regret, and I've changed, but it's like you are on a different level yeah. of these other people. And you have followers, a huge group of followers that think that is funny. Yeah. Because that is why you have this following. Well, yeah, know. that's he grouped, he got together with all the outright offensive influencers so he could shoulder off the accountability onto them. Like, he, he's like, but I'm whatever. Um, in <laughs> and yeah, in uh, um, so the uh, in June 20, uh, June 2020, Tati Westbrook posted a video called Breaking My Silence. Um, he alleges that Shane and Jeffrey manipulated her into making the Bye Sister video. She claims she thought by making the Bye Sister video uh, would make James Charles suicidal, but Shane assured her that he'd be too narcissistic to hurt himself. Shane, what? Wow. I think, Tati, you are a grown woman. Like, uh, I, I'm, no, no, no one, everyone needs to, whatever. Okay, okay, June 30th, 2020, Shane goes live on Instagram, 37 minutes after Tati's video is posted. During the live stream, Shane can be pacing, seen pacing around, yelling, cursing out Tati while her video plays in the background. At one point, when Tati brings up her sexual abuse in the video, Shane calls her manipulative and says she's fake crying. 
Um, after three minutes of being on the live stream, Shane's fiance tells him to get off live. At its peak, almost 250,000 people were watching the live stream. The stream was reposted to YouTube, and millions of people have since watched it. Uh, so, um, something that a lot of narcissists do to get ahead of controversies is they announce it themselves. So, I don't know if any of you are watching The Queer Ultimatum. But Mildred announced at the reunion that she got arrested for, like, domestic violence and all this stuff. And what a lot of narcissists do um, is they don't want to be called out on something. But if they do recognize something is bad and they have a public platform, they will, imme they will immediately react to it right then and there just to, like, get it out of the way. Shane reacting in real time is a way in which he tried to take control of the situation. Because yeah. if he had to wait for the fallout, yeah. it honestly, this is going to sound crazy, it would be more comforting to him to publicly embarrass himself like this to get ahead than to wait for the fallout. You know? Yeah. Having a mental breakdown, yeah. this is It's like, a, it's a manipulation tactic. Yeah. But it's only when you're in a very uh, visible space. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's very, yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But then the aftermath, Shane lost over a million subscribers in two weeks as a result of Carmageddon and the Man. coverage of That is so many. Yeah. I've said this before, but I feel like anytime someone gets canceled, quote unquote, their followers change by, like, you'll feel like, oh, wow, this is really bad. I yeah. mean, people are just unfollowing them and they'll have lost, like, 60 followers <laughs> like, mm -hmm. so the fact like losing a million followers like a million people went to your channel and yeah. clicked on follow that is a lot yeah that's that's really is I, in my opinion fully canceled most people when they're like i was canceled i'm like you were not canceled there's yeah. i mean you didn't lose almost any followers you still have the same maybe you lost a brand deal but like you weren't really canceled a million followers, that's like fully being canceled, I feel like. Yeah, and also something that um, just happens when, like a instance like this, um, they understand, like since Shane, since, okay, like I said, the only thing that you can really talk about to be relatable at a certain point is mental health. When you act this erratically, it is also the influencer will know that your go the your followers are going to be like he's clearly not mentally well right now, yeah. and that's going to take precedence over the actual mm -hmm. situation that's happening. Um, yes, um, it is unfortunate, and I mean it's but it this these are like obvious manipulation tactics, and as someone like just being an influencer, knowing influencers. You, he's this this type of reaction seems extreme, but it is more beneficial to him mm -hmm. than any other type of yeah yeah totally, um one hundred percent. He also, um, sorry, can you help me find where we are? Shane Dawson <laughs> in the following years. Okay, um, Shane Dawson's first video back to YouTube was posted October twenty twenty one October twenty twenty one called "The Haunting of Shane Dawson." <laughs> Which is a part of that's like a narcissist, right? Like, yeah. what is this title? You're acting like you're fucking John Benet Ramsey or something yeah. with this title. Like, what I, I'm like, you think you're a way bigger deal than you are. And maybe I sound like an idiot because I'm sure this video got just millions and millions yeah. and millions of views. So I guess people do care. But it's just such a dramatic title that really makes you seem like you're real big in this world. Yeah. I just think it's bizarre. Um, he addresses. Carmageddon, but mostly focuses on his house and how he believes it's haunted. Shane was 
Shane has continued to post conspiracy theory videos as well. And in November 2022, Shane posted a new three-part series with Jeffrey. That's insane. Starting with the canceled world of Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson, the two discussed Carmageddon and how they made an unreleased follow-up eyeshadow palette to their conspiracy palette. Oh, God. Wild. Shane still has millions of subscribers, continues to receive millions of views on his videos. His most recent video, Conspiracy Theories with Shane Dawson 2023, posted April of 2023, has 2.4 million views. He also continues to receive sponsorship deals, which are... Bringing him, bringing in millions. Um, after he uploaded his 2023 conspiracy theory video, he posted to Instagram asking his fans to share it. He said, so I'm just going to be honest. My new video isn't really getting much love from the YouTube algorithm. I know this is lame to ask, but if you enjoyed the video, please share it with your friends. I haven't asked for that in probably 10 years, but I'm really proud of this video, so I might as well ask. To those of you who have watched it and shown it love, thank you. It really means the world to me. Okay, so I do understand being, like, shadow banned and stuff like that. But, like, I think people are over you. Not like, you know, yeah. I don't – I. it's not so much the algorithm in that, like, people are not interested, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. And I, I don't want to, like um, – I definitely don't have, like, the experience that a lot of other people have when it comes to shadow banning. Yeah. Like, I know that there's, like, definitely communities of people who are, like, we're being shadow banned, and I'm not speaking to that. Yeah. But when someone like Shane Dawson, who is a white man, is being like, I'm being shadow banned, I think people love to say that. And uh -huh. sometimes I'm just like, yeah, you just aren't posting good content. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not, like... I think especially when it comes to people who are just like themselves on the internet, mm -hmm. I think it's really hard because like for me, I post characters. And when I post the fucking four characters that I know do well, yeah, they get, you know, millions of views. And if I most of the time, if I go outside of that, it doesn't do very well. Yeah. And so I think if I but when you're just being yourself or like doing lifestyle content, it's hard to narrow it. You can't just be like, well, if I do these four characters, I'll do well. You have to like be like, well, what do what does well? And sometimes you might just be making content that people don't enjoy watching yeah. or aren't interested in or aren't whatever. And so I think sometimes it does feel like, well, I could, Shane, tell you 50 reasons why people aren't watching as much as they used to. Yeah. I mean, first of all, you lost a million subscribers. So yeah. that's probably one of the reasons. But also maybe like the video just wasn't interesting to people. I don't know. And just because you're proud of it doesn't mean you deserve to get a bunch of views. Yeah. You no, know? I don't know. Or yeah. if you've worked hard on something. I think people are always saying that on social media. They're like, I worked really hard on this. Yeah. And it's only getting 100,000 views. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. okay, well, I, I've seen, especially in high school when I was like wanted to be a YouTuber, there would be so many people who would post a video almost I mean, every week they'd post a video for years and yeah. years and years, get 10 views. They worked hard on those videos. Yeah. It doesn't like, but they didn't go viral because maybe they didn't have the thing that was making people want to subscribe, which is the yeah. thing that I guess is, un I mean, there's no way to explain what that thing is. Yeah. Anyways, I just think sometimes when a white man is being like, I'm being shadow banned, I'm like, well, well here's I don't know about that. <laughs> People watch Shane and Jeffree Star. They hate watch them. Like, it's predominant at this point. Like, it w originally was because they were fans. But after the continuous cancellations and the shitty behavior, they hate watch them. So it is good. I guess it does show some development with Shane that he's doing more like this is haunted. But you don't hate watch a haunted series. Right. You know, if Shane... Of this, as sad as it sounds, were to pair with another controversial YouTuber, they'd be like, are you fucking serious? But you know what? That It'd are you views. fucking serious mm -hmm. will get you views. Jeffree Star 
would drop off the face of the earth, not if everyone stopped watching him, because it's going to be hate views. Jeffree Star would drop off the face of the earth if he got nice, yeah. you know? Because, like, it... Like, if he was, like, super, like, he loved every product. Like, if he, like, genuinely respected people's pronouns. Because we've talked about this before. Like, the, we pretend, you pretended to be misogynistic for a character, and it blew up. Because yeah. people love to hate. So, like, if these people made any, like, Shane pivoted away from hate, like, hate watch content. So, yeah, the views are going to go down. And you can't go back because that's, before, my favorite video Shane ever did, when I was, like, enthralled, when I would, like, wait for videos to come out, it was before the series with all the other YouTubers. It was when he and his friends would go to haunted places. Like, yeah. they would stay in a haunted ship. And I thought they were really funny. I don't know if I think they were funny now. I was, like, 16, but I thought they were so funny. And, but he was likable at the time, at least in my 16-year-old eyes. Like, yeah. I, he hadn't done anything he had done a bunch of stuff, but it wasn't like he had made his career at that point, like trying to be an asshole. Yeah. And so you watched it because you were watching like people you wanted to be friends with do this thing that was so funny. But then you pivoted to being so deeply unlikable. You can't go back. People now don't want to watch you have fun with your friends yeah. because we don't want to be in your friend group because it's embarrassing and mean. Yeah. So you can't go. You can't have it all. Like, and I think that's the trouble people get into so much with like chasing views like they just will do anything to get views yeah and then they find themselves in four years with just like no one who cares rather than what you were saying of like having less of a spike of growth but having the people who follow you just like yeah do like that's so much more valuable to like brands yeah. and you know what i mean that's just so much because you can't just keep going up forever that's yeah. like n impossible you can't just keep growing and growing until you're just like fucking i don't know yeah i, I guess charlie d'amelio so i guess she did but yeah. it's like there there's just it's so much more valuable to have like your fans adore you and it just feels greedy almost because it is like shane had so much and was so wealthy yeah that it's like you didn't need more why did you need more views like yeah. you were getting so many views you're making so much money like you said like probably Three hundred to five hundred thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Why did you need more of that? And you risked. You took more views over like having an audience that cared and liked about liked you. Yeah. I was. This is. Yeah. This is just like a advice for like a, someone who's trying to be a content creator or a musician. And there's like a lot of slow growth. That is like kind of like d d disheartening. But that slow growth. That group of people that follow you. Like that's a like rock hard like audience like they will like follow you to the ends of the earth, um, and it's like so easy to get jealous of like influencers who spike immediately. But half of those influencers, most of the time, if they're random people and they fucked up, they'll get vetted, and then the dog pile will be too overwhelming. People who survive the dog pile and genuinely like hold themselves accountable, or they are such grandiose narcissist that they truly don't care. Those are the only two types of... Like a Trisha Paytas. Yeah, like yeah. those are the only two types of uh, influencers who survive that spike. Um, but the people... You can survive anything if you are a slow-growth influencer, honest to God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when people... Like, the thought of, like, hating on Trisha Paytas is so funny to me because I'm like, imagine if Trisha Paytas just was like took full accountability and became so politically correct uh -huh. i'm like yeah she would have or they oh god i don't i don't know they would have no career fully uh -huh. no career because i'm like why are you what you why are you watching trisha paytas is because you think she's so 
nice and cool. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't make sense when people can't have that awareness of like, the only reason Trisha Paytas has any success is because she's been so problematic. Yeah. The only, so like cancellation, the motivation behind cancellation for, it, obviously it, like someone has fucked up, but for, there's like two distinct groups of people who try to cancel. There's people who genuinely care about the offensive thing you said. And then there's people who just want to watch you burn. And the, what, the most the most animosity comes from the second group and why Trisha, Trisha Paytas is impossible to cancel is because she genuinely does not care. Yeah. And so the second group gets no satisfaction out of coming after Trisha Paytas no. because there is in her brain, in her body, she is not capable of caring about what you say. And that's like why like a lot of narcissists like pushing people, like they push people until you explode and then that reaction, they're like, look at how crazy you are. Like if they push you and push you and push you and you don't say anything and you don't react, that will literally like eat them alive. Yeah. So Trisha Paytas, since she is physically not capable of caring, is not worth canceling at this point. Yeah. That's why the another anomaly is the HRH collection girl. Have you seen her? No. She is explosive anger. So people, she hasn't reached Trisha level yet in that this girl um, is so deeply offensive, but she doesn't care. But Trisha never yells, I think. But this girl, I don't know, you'd have to like- Trisha look. cries. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think Trisha is capable of caring about anything. And that's honestly a superpower online. And I don't even know if it's real. I don't know if it's real. Like I yeah. don't know Trisha Paytas in person. So yeah. I, who knows? Uh, Trisha Paytas almost is like to me an exaggeration. Yeah, <laughs> Trisha Paytas to me is almost like an incredibly exaggerated version of Michael Scott from The Office. Uh huh. Because it's almost as though she's switched it now to where people like I will see her comments on yeah. TikTok. It's almost like now the more offensive she is, the comments are like, "This is so funny. Like yeah. this is so." Like she's become like a character where yeah. it's like when Michael Scott in the office is so offensive, that is the episode's plot. And that's why you're laughing because yeah. you're watching other people like react. It's like why uh, Frenemies was just fucking yeah. like uh, everyone was obsessed because it was like watching a straight man and a person who is to me like Michael Scott just saying things that you're like, you have no filter and actually no understanding of the world. Yeah. And you're so unaware of uh -huh. so many things and just watching someone <laughs> react to that yeah. is like classic comedy, mm -hmm. you know? So I almost feel like Trisha Paytas has gone even past like uncancelable to where people are, they love it now, which yeah. is like, I mean, I, I don't really care, but it's just insane. People yeah. loved, I mean, when she posted the video of her, the music video when she converted to Judaism. Yeah. I mean, people were like our queen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. That yeah. is crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's just fascinating. Um, but Shane doesn't have that star quality, so <laughs> and Shane does care that, is, but, yeah. or he does. I don't know, but like Shane can't be seen as not a victim. Yeah. So when he's being canceled, that has to be he has to show you him being like fully manic. Yeah. Or he can't feel like good. Yeah. And that's not people don't enjoy watching yeah. that, or they enjoy watching it for a month and they're like obsessed with it for a month, and then it's like I don't want to watch you forever just freaking out and crying. Yeah, and it's not entertaining. No, yeah, like Shane, um, he does care. He's deeply, deeply ashamed of himself. Like you can tell. Um, and he, like again, narcissists avoid shame, and then there's he's more covert narcissist, and so he does care. But the thing is, is like. 
he I, he gets mad. Like when he went on the live stream, he is capable of yeah. anger and being totally irrational. And that's not like someone who's supposed to be like, like genuinely, you know, people who are like sad all the time. Like if someone got mad at mm -hmm. them, they wouldn't like start to explode. They'd be like, they would genuinely be sad. Yeah. So the fact that he got pissed more than anything, it's like, yeah, he does care, but he has low emotional intelligence. 100%. Yeah. Shane has been accused of, like the Kendall said, bestiality. He tweeted, um, he he made a joke about molesting and ejaculating onto his cat. All right. <laughs> he made an apology. I can't even. The fact that he's making an apology, I, I honestly, I'm like, that is the most embarrassing video. I would just leave the internet. If yeah. I didn't make an apology video about, like, ejaculating on my cat yeah. I would just leave the internet I would get another job I mean I really would yeah he said I, I didn't fuck my cat I didn't come on my cat I didn't put my <laughs> dick anywhere near my cat I've never done anything weird with my cats was his name Cheeto that was the cat's name I'm pretty sure I don't know but he often posted photos of his pets to Instagram with poses and captions implying that the pets were sexy that he was going to have sex with them or just had sex with them he would also often post photos where he's posing with pets sexually. In his book, I Hate Myself, Shane writes, I was mid-story about one incident during which my dog licked my butthole while I was masturbating and I didn't push him away. Come on, we've all been there. And we haven't. And that's just... That's upsetting. It's so upsetting. He should not be able to have animals. Right, well, I just... But this is... A, this is who... His whole comedy was this. Like, yeah. this is how... If you followed Shane Dawson and this is what he was doing... Which I did. I followed him much later. It's like, that's the, what you liked hearing. Like, yeah. these people enjoyed that. He thought that was funny. It's not like there was an audio recording of him joking with his friends where he was like, my cat licked my butthole. Like, yeah. it, was not, it wasn't that. He wrote this and shared it, and he thought it was funny. And he, I mean, we have a podcast. Yeah. We, we edit things out all the time. He listened to it and said, I'm keeping that in. Yeah. That's a good thing to say. That's hilarious. <sighs> this is like a person who really believes that is funny and honestly to me it's less annoying i just have this with you know white male comedians in general yeah or i should say male comedians i'm white but yeah <laughs> i have this with male comedians in general it it's not even so much that that offends me it's just not funny yeah like i'm not even like how dare you say your dog like licked your asshole like i i'm like what okay i don't know your dog your dog yeah. doesn't know what's fucking going on okay i think it's wrong but i don't really care that much about that it's mostly that i'm just like it isn't funny why are you famous yeah. <laughs> it's not funny it's weird it's yeah. like not even a joke there's not even a punchline it's just shock humor yeah. which is in my opinion not a humor yeah so that's again low emotional intelligence a lot of people who are narcissists are emotionally stunted around 13 14 like when puberty happens you know um and so you see his emotional intelligence his humor is physically stuck at that age yeah where like he does not realize it's inappropriate and he thinks that everyone's laughing with him right and it's just like i'm sorry it's just but just, there are people who's laughing with him 14 year old boys 14, yeah 14 year old boys laughing with them and people who fuck their cats <laughs> um, a great crowd to have oh my very god very profitable um anyways we are interviewing today again Honestly, I'm yeah. so sorry. She's been in town for a long time. Says yeah. Ants here. Oh my god! And I... she's been staying with me, and it's like a <laughs> nightmare. Is it really bad? No, no, no. She she flushes sometimes. She's a hoot. Yeah. I mean, she's wild. She's had like 16 Pepsi's downstairs. Yeah, she's <laughs> had a lot of sugar in her system. And but this is crazy because you were like, oh, can she do this episode? She wants to be interviewed, and I was like, well, she already was interviewed last week. Yeah, or, or a couple weeks ago. I don't know why we would have. But you said she 
was in she knows Shane Dawson. Yes, she does. It's <laughs> crazy. So anyways, we're going to be interviewing uh, Sarah's Ann in a couple of moments. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you. And we're back with my Aunt Carol. Hello there, Sarah. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. I'm so excited to be back. Mm-hmm. I requested to be on this episode. Mm-hmm. You told me there was a back and forth between you and Kendall. You couldn't decide if you wanted to have me on again. But yeah. I think the people really like me. Yeah. Um, I actually was talking uh, privately on the phone with Kendall, and you overheard because you were in the kitchen. Like- yes, that's exactly right, because <laughs> I've been staying with Sarah. You have such a huge house. I Yeah, I do. It's massive. I know. It- Especially compared to where I usually live. Where do you usually reside? It's a small apartment. Uh-huh. Las Vegas. Okay, yeah. Small, well, it's a casino. Oh, so you moved to... Oh. Well, I guess it's actually pretty big, comparatively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a room in a casino. Yeah, I live in a hotel. And you kind of smoke 24-7 like it is a casino. I do, yeah, I yeah, do. Yeah. Well, it is a casino. I love to gamble. Uh-huh. I love to gamble. I don't have an addiction to gambling, but I do like to gamble. Okay, yeah. I but have... I've been enjoying staying. Do you feel like we've had bonding time? We play banana grams mm-hmm. a couple times. Yeah, you've walked in on me showering a couple I've, times. Well, walked in. I ran in. Yeah. Ran and try to see what I could see. Not in a perverted <laughs> way. I just like to, I think women should be proud of their bodies. Yeah. <laughs> so I like to cheer you on in the shower. That's really unnecessary. Go, Sarah, go. That's what I say. You should say, go, Sarah, shower. Go, Sarah, shower. That's hilarious. Yeah. Sarah, oh, my gosh. I That's hilarious. Jim in middle school is fun. Um, okay, oh, my so, gosh. It's uh, hilarious. I've been laughing about that all week. At the house. I'll hear it. <laughs> I'll hear I it love it. having a roommate <laughs> who doesn't Ooh. cheat on me. I know. That would be hard. Um, that would mean I invite someone else to live with me. Uh, that's exactly right. Yeah, okay, so um, we're talking about Shane Dawson today. I know Shane Dawson. Mm-hmm. I don't so, like that guy. When were you first introduced to Shane Dawson? So I was in, I couldn't believe you talking about him because I didn't know he was famous. I thought he was just a guy I knew. Uh-huh. I knew him because so in, in like 2016. Yeah. I'm embarrassed to talk about this, Sarah. Uh, no, go, go for it. That's why you're here. I rented. I went on the dark web and I rented a Chuck E. Cheese costume. Yes. I put it on my body, uh-huh. and I went to Chuck E. Cheese, local Chuck E. Cheese in my town, and I pretended to work at Chuck E. Cheese at my ex-boyfriend, David DiGiorgio. His five-year-old had a birthday party. Uh-huh. So I went in, and then I, I actually got arrested that day because they said, you can't do this, you don't work here, you're stalking this man. Shane Dawson did basically a story about me. Uh-huh. It was a docu-series called Inside the Mind of a Stalker. Yeah. And I was a stalker. <laughs> They didn't air it, Sarah. Oh, no. It so act- that's how I met him. And I didn't even know who he was. He said, can I film you for a, c- mm-hmm. a couple of weeks? I said, I've heard this before. Mm-hmm. So I said, sure, how much are you going to pay me? <laughs> pay me 100 bucks for yeah. the six weeks. And that, that was exciting for me. So it never aired. I don't know where that footage went, but never aired. It would have been kind of interesting to watch him film through the eyes of the Chuck E. Cheese mask. And you can tell that there's mesh in front of the, the lens? Well, that's exactly right, but I actually wasn't. So he reached out to me post the Chuck E. Cheese incident. Oh, okay. So I'm not allowed in Chuck E. Cheese Are you allowed anymore. to wear the suit? Well, it's my suit, so yeah. yeah. And I do wear it sometimes when it's cold outside. Were you booked in the suit? Was I what? Were you booked in jail um, in the suit? Uh, No, they made me take it off. Okay. I didn't end up going to jail. I just got arrested. Oh, so they just arrested you and took you home? Took me outside to Chuck E. Cheese and said, Carol, what are you doing here? <laughs> I said, Gary, I know the police in Las Vegas. I said, Gary, <laughs> yes. 
I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. I said I'm sorry, Gary. I I, I am sorry. I genuinely am sorry. He let me go. Have I been to jail before? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're asking? Yes. Yeah, it's, I've been to jail before. But yeah. on this occasion, I, I was able to just be escorted out of the Chuck E. Cheese. Mm-hmm, yes. Um, I was really fired up, though, because this is the problem with David DiGiorgio. I'm being considered a stalker. He cheated on me, Sarah. Yeah. And I'm not saying stalking's okay. I, I know that I make mistakes, uh-huh. but it was really hard for me to find out he cheated on me. How did you find out he cheated on you? I walked in on him. D- did he know that you were there? I was in my... I... I yeah, he knew I was there. <laughs> you, he knew that you were you weren't breaking and entering. Sarah, I, uh, I don't want to answer these questions. No, he didn't know I was there. Come on, you know you're all right. Carol. I won't. I won't incriminate anyone. Uh, so, what was your experience like filming the YouTube videos? Well, first, you want to know how I got in the house. If I'm going to spill the beans, I'll spill the beans. Yes, because actually you don't have a key to my <laughs> house anymore, and I keep finding you on my bed. Well, but you hire. I know a, a lot of locksmiths. Yeah. Oh. I do wag. Uh huh. You know wag? Yes, I know wag. So I'm a dog walker on wag. Uh-huh. I have a lot of different profiles and personalities, and that's how I get into my loved ones' homes. So you're the one who's been feeding Dopey. That's exactly right, and I'll take my cash whenever you have it. Oh what? You haven't been paying me for it. I've been paying Marissa. Oh. <coughs> okay. Well, um. So what was your experience like filming the YouTube videos? Well, I felt very judged by him. Yeah. I felt very judged, and he made a big deal about, you know, a lot of things that I think were not such a big deal. Like what? Stalking, and not that I don't think stalking is a big deal, but it would be like, oh, why are we at this grocery store? I'd say, well, David DiGiorgio is at the grocery store. Then he would say, oh, my God. And uh-huh. he kind of make a big deal of it. It just made me feel kind of bad about myself. But he was also trying to give me a little bit of a redemption story and kind of say, hey, look at this stalker. She's not so bad. So I appreciated that. Yeah. I really, I thought he was doing the Lord's work with yeah. that. I think yeah. that's a really good platform to have. Uh, but I did feel judged by him. I also, there was a lot of camera crews. And he told me one of the reasons that footage never aired my language was so foul, he said, <laughs> that, that most of it was just a long beep. Yeah. No monetization. Uh-huh. So he wouldn't monetize off the video, so he didn't even go to the trouble to edit it, which to me yeah. shows a very greedy person. Yeah. And also, um, the video will get taken down if you are filming a crime, like stalking. Right, so I'm not involved in, like, I don't know the, the details okay, like that. Yeah. I don't know details about YouTube like you do, Sarah. Okay, yeah, no, that's that's totally understandable. So um, that was why the video was not released. Not released. Mm-hmm. And I felt frustrated because I've been kind of uh, telling everybody, I have a Facebook group uh-huh. that I'm a part of with other women who are very similar to me. Yes. I've been basically teasing the video for weeks and weeks and weeks. Uh-huh. They thought I was a liar. Yeah. And so I asked Shane... Shane Dawson, can you just film a video of of you saying Carol's not a liar? Mm-hmm. And post it and let me post it to the to the Facebook. Just say, you know, I was gonna have this video be posted, but it was too foul, the language wasn't good, and and I guess now you're saying you can't film stalking. No. Now, and I guess that makes sense to me. <laughs> so I wish he would and he just ghosted me. Oh my god. Ghosted me. Yeah. And I was invited to his wedding. I was invited to his proposal. I just felt a little like, uh, well, maybe he's not a real friend. No, but I mean, his house is haunted, so it makes sense why he'd go. Is here. it really, Sarah? Yeah, he I think your it. house is haunted. Uh, it's haunted by you. <laughs> what is? What? 
We're family, Sarah. <laughs> I know. We're family. I know. I, I understand. Do you not want me staying in your house? No, I just... You so, gotta be honest with no, me, Sarah. I'm not burdened by your presence. I just think that sometimes in the night you make some weird noises. Well, I think you know what those noises are. I genuinely don't. I'm playing Dance Dance Revolution. Oh, that explains a lot. Yeah, I play Dance Dance Revolution every single night at 2 a.m. It's my exercise. you got to get in your 10,000 steps a day. You have to. And I don't know if you were doing that. Oh, I thought that the repetitive noise was you choking. That's a different thing I do. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> well, um, okay, so have you ever done something in your past that you can't imagine doing now? Sarah, look me in the eyes. What? You have to ask me that question? I think you know the freaking answer to that. I mean, if you could go back in time and talk to David, would you do it? Like, would you show up at his house once more? No. Okay. Because, I no, I wouldn't show up to his house. What if, if he showed up to my house and said, I need you back? I would take him back. <laughs> Immediately, Sarah. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm in love with this guy. No fighting. No, like, you don't need any sort no, of... No, I don't need anything from him. Yeah. He can cheat on me again. I don't care. Oh. I'm in love with him. Yeah. I told him I'll do polyamory. Oh, wow. I don't even know. I had to look, You told me about it. I had to look it up. Yeah. I, I, but I said I'd do it. I'll do anything for him. Oh, wow. I love David DiCiblesio. And if you're listening right now, David, I'll take you back. David, take her back. Take her home. I, I know I'm a handful, right? Yeah. yeah. I know I'm a handful. You tell me every morning. You say, well, you're my house. You're such a handful. I know I'm a handful. So I think if I could redo my relationship with David, I, I'd give him more grace. Yeah. Give him more grace. Say, <laughs> David, I understand. I'm hard to live with. I'm hard to be with. But please, I'll do anything. <laughs> Can vouch, David, but she is worth it. I so. really am. Well, I'm really caring, very loyal. Yeah, very loyal. And I, I really do feel like I have good qualities. If I could go back, though, I, I, I wouldn't do the Chuck E. Cheese thing. No. I wouldn't do the Shane Dawson video. No. I, I, I wouldn't do that. I also, well, when I started dating David, I took him to a, a water park uh-huh. for a second date. Yes. I got in a hot tub there. Ooh. And I got a, a flesh-eating disease. Yeah. And it was with me for years. Uh-oh. Years and years. And now, still to this day, I was hospitalized, Sarah. Oh Didn't God. see you visiting me, that's for sure. I was there. It was just COVID. You were there, but you couldn't come in the room? Yeah, there was COVID. You were standing outside my door? Mm-hmm, standing in the window. Sarah! That was me. That makes me want to cry. I know, I was there. I didn't even know you were there. I've held that against you for years, Sarah. I can't believe you didn't recognize me. Were you wearing a mask? Yes, I was, and a hood. I should have definitely recognized you then. You're always wearing a mask and a hood. I, I'm so sorry about that. But I, I, yeah, I was in the hospital for a long time, and still to this day, if I get too overheated, the rash comes back. The rash comes back. So that I, I wouldn't get in the hot tub. I, I don't get in hot tubs anymore. Wait, so if it got too hot in my house, you would leave? Not your house, Sarah. Ah. Uh. I would have a bigger rash as I could just to play one more game of banana grams at you. Oh. Oh, me too. I would I am I am really loving this. So um so Shane talks a lot about your conspiracy theories. Do you have a conspiracy theory you believe? Oh, that's a really good question, Sarah. They they did a good job hiring you. Yeah. As I an know. interviewer, you're really good questions. I do have one conspiracy theory I believe. Do you want to hear it? Shoot. So Back when I was growing up, there was a lot of lead in things. Uh-huh. And I read a conspiracy theory that people who are my age now, that's boomers. I'm on the lower end, but I am a boomer, Sarah. Yes. 
almost Gen X, but I'm a boomer. They say that a lot of those people get really taken down these conspiracy theory rabbit holes because they have lead poisoning. You want to know the number one uh, symptom of lead poisoning? What? One of the number ones. What? Paranoia. Yeah. Who do you think is the most paranoid in the world? Me. I always am paranoid. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I will believe anything you tell me. I know. And so, you will accuse me of anything. I'll accuse you of anything. David DiGiorgio said he was in love with me 25 years ago, a week ago. Uh-huh. 25 years ago, a week ago would be the anniversary of it. Yes. I still believe that. He's told me a million times, get out of my life. Lady, yeah. I hate you. I still believe. So I'm very paranoid. I believe anything. I'm gullible. Mm-hmm. So my conspiracy theory is that I have uh, long-term lead poisoning. Yeah, lead encephalopathy. Yes, and that's been confirmed by a doctor, actually. Oh, wow, it has? Yeah, my doctor. He doesn't have a license, but he's a friend of mine. He doesn't have a license? Not a medical license. He's a friend of mine, and he is really, really good at what he does. Okay. Chiropractor. He does, He's a great guy. I'll give you his number. Does, any, does he have any malpractice suits? I Sarah, <laughs> you're gonna be trouble in podcast. No, not talking about that. I'm just wondering, where'd you find him? He's a friend of mine. Oh, but where did you find him as a friend? I'm, well, Craigslist. Craigslist, yes. I met him on Craigslist. There's actually a lot of great apartments to rent on Craigslist, and a lot of good friends. Yes. A lot of good people on Craigslist that you can I live really, with. I really, seriously, a lot of good people on Craigslist. Yeah, I know. Real people, genuine people, not ones you probably meet on the internet. No, no. Real people are on Craigslist. Craigslist is not on the internet. But no. thank you so much for coming today. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to be back next week. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm going to be back next week. I'll see you tonight at our house. Yes. I would really like to move in full time. You haven't? No, Sarah. All my stuff isn't there yet. Uh, it's, a lot of it is, but not all of it. What more do you have? Probably, I would say I, I probably, at this point, moved in 10% of my stuff. Oh, my God. I have a lot of knickknacks, and I have a lot of collectibles. I collect broken-down cars. I like to fix up cars. Uh-huh. So your well, driveway is going to be picked. Sarah, I feel like I have to say, yeah. I am not stupid. No. And I feel like maybe you don't like me living in your house. I love being around you. That's exactly what David said. That's exactly what David said. Uh-huh. 15 years ago before he cheated on me with Cher. Cher. Well, I mean, that's... I'm so sorry. I love you, but Cher is Cher. Well, Cher... Well, I think that was her name. Sharon? Sharon's... Might have been Sharon. <laughs> so it's not... Or Cheryl. Well, that's actually vastly different than Cher. I say Cher because then people pay attention to me, Sarah. Oh. If I lie and I say Cher, they say, excuse me. They do the same thing you just did. You think you've learned how to cope with my insecurities, Sarah? Absolutely And not. now you don't even want me living in your house? I just... This is hard for me. I've tried to be a good aunt to you, Sarah. You have? Yes, I tried to be a good aunt. You eat all my food. Yeah, sure, you like your food. I sure I like the food you buy. You buy you buy a bag of Doritos, I eat the bag of Doritos. I like what you buy. And I literally hired you off Wag to take care of Dopey, and you ate his food. Why is that a problem? Because I, I... I don't understand this. You know what? I just need to take a break okay. right now. Can I take a break from filming? Yeah. Yeah. Please do. Where's my other shoe? Oh. Oh, those are my shoes. Sarah... And I wore your shirt. I hope you don't mind. Are you wearing my underwear? I'm wearing your underwear. I'm wearing your shirt and you're wearing your pants. Oh, my God. But you have a Gatorade shirt. I like Gatorade. I know you do. Thank you so much for coming. I will see you at home. Sarah, I, I've had enough today. 
had enough this month. And that was enlightening. God, I love my aunt. I'm going to have to drive her. If she's not already passed out my car, I'm going to drive her home. Man, man. Wow. That's, I mean, I didn't hear it, but I heard she left in tears. So I can imagine she got really deep and vulnerable. (laughs) So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's up with her. Um, There's a lot going on (laughs) It's actually kind of crazy because she's been staying at my house for a month and taking my antidepressants. (laughs) So she should be a lot happier. I don't get it. I Uh, am like if she should be. Like when we talk about people like Trisha Paytas, yeah. uh, I'm like, your aunt should really start a social media account. I think oh, it would yeah. do well. Um, thank you guys so much for watching. Thanks. Shane you. Dawson, if you're listening, go to therapy. <laughs> Please. Um, well, using narcissists can't go to therapy. You should go to AA with me. Yeah. Uh, no, not with me. There's a million meetings, but um, hopefully it will resonate and you'll learn to take accountability. But um, that's this week's episode of the BCC Club. Make sure to follow us on Spotify. Give us five stars, Apple Podcasts, any place you get your podcasts. And we have a YouTube. So make sure to subscribe and, and leave a nice review, you guys, because we have feelings, too. And mm-hmm. I've read a couple of these reviews. And yeah, I'm uh, not pleased. Just a couple of them. Wait, I, I like them. I'm sure they're I saw one that just said Kendall is not funny. And I said, well, that's kind of rude. <laughs> so, <laughs> rude. so at least I just need one of you to go on there and say, Five stars. Kendall is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fight, fight that. But uh, <laughs> thank you so much, guys. And we will talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Finding a doctor is truly the hardest thing on planet Earth, which is so unfortunate because when you're feeling really sick, the last thing you want to do is talk to an old man who has no idea what you're going through and doesn't understand anything about medical stuff or science and just tells you to drink more water. That is just the worst feeling ever. And that's why I use ZocDoc. If you listen to this podcast, you know I'm obsessed with ZocDoc. It's the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable and actually listen to you. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Go to ZocDoc.com BCC and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com BCC. ZocDoc.com BCC.